This week, Samsung confirmed the company would not announce a new Galaxy Note phablet during its August 11th unpacked event. Instead, the company is going to focus on bringing the S Pen stylus to its foldable smartphone line. I'm Jason Cipriani with co-host Jason Perlow. We have special guest today, Larry Dignan, ZDNet's editor-in-chief. On this episode of Jason Squared, we're going to take a trip down memory lane with one of the few smartphones that changed the entire industry. So, Larry, welcome back to the show. You've been with us before. I think this is the first time as strictly a podcast, not podcast slash video. So it's great to have you. Great to be here. And Perlo, let's let's start with you. Uh, what do you think about the Note? What are your impressions of not continuing the Note line this year? Well, you know, let's kind of like just kind of go back in time a bit, right? So, you know, this was the phone um, that changed everything in terms of form factors, right? And introduced the term phablet, right? Now, at first, um, people thought that these big phones were ridiculous, even myself, right? Now, I at did, the time- I make fun of them all the time. They, they, they're ma- I mean, they're massive, right? So, <laughs> you know, at the time, you know, we're going back 2011, 2010, 2011. At the time, yeah. Android devices were commonly- uh, and the 4.5 inch diameter, um, 4.4, 4.4.5 inch diameter. And iPhones had these tiny 3.5 inch screen diameters. If you look at the 4, 4S that was available at the time. Now, now we have phones in 6.7 inch diameters with extremely high resolutions. Um, you know, Samsung, again, pushes screen diameter boundaries with even higher resolutions, as well as the refresh rates with their products year after year. Now, uh, while Chinese companies are now taking the lead from Samsung in terms of releasing new products first to market with higher refresh rates, you know, higher resolutions, the big diameters, it's amazing how Samsung as a company has continued to push the envelope and even get Apple to follow suit. Now, eventually Apple, you know, got 5.5 inch displays in 2014. That's three years after the original Note was released, you know, with the introduction of the 6 Plus. So this is a company, you know, if I am Samsung, they, they set the trend for the entire industry. Apple follows when it comes, when it comes to, to things like that. Yeah, Larry, I know you've been a big Note fan for several years. You've talked to me quite a bit about using the stylus and enjoying it. What do you think about this new approach? Uh on, well, okay, so at the corporate level and strategic level, it kind of makes sense, right? Because Samsung can make the S10 and make it compatible with all the devices, so you reach a wider audience. And that looks good on the whiteboard. Um, for me, the selling point of the Note was that it had the S10 embedded in the, in the device. So it served as a nice reporter's notebook. If I wanted to jot something down, it was handy. Never really doodled or you know, drew with it or anything, but I, but I find myself missing that. And if you got to carry a stylus around with your phone, you're just going to lose the stylus. So it's one of those things that from a user perspective, having that, you know, little dock for the S pen was pretty damn handy. And I got a lot of good use out of it as a productivity tool. Um, so now we've seen things like there's the Motorola 5G stylus um, that's come out. And I've tested that, and i got to tell you, it's, it's good enough. Um, but that's, that's basically a $300, $400 device at this point. And, you know, so, so that's kind of where, you know, I kind of wonder about Samsung's foldable strategy. If it's foldable and has an S Pen embedded in it, you know, think no 
you know, next gen note, that might be compelling to me. Um, because the Motorola stylus, you have to be in it just for the stylus because the camera is just not, you right, know, yeah. in that premium. The performance is premium case. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, for, it's a lot of value for 400 bucks. It is. Um, so I think that's where I kind of net out. Like if it's a foldable device that has an S pen embedded into it, then I'm, then I'm interested. If I have to carry around yeah. an S pen, I'm probably not going to because I could just buy a bunch of cheap S pens from or cheap uh, stylus things from Amazon and then lose them and not worry about it yeah, and just use it with much. one note yeah, or whatever absolutely. I have going on. Um, but yeah, and the other, the other thing here to think about is just that, you know, Samsung used the note historically to fix all the issues that were in the S, S whatever, the galaxy S launches. Right. So if the camera was weird, in the S20, the note came along and kind of fixed it. Um, but, you know, it did get a little awkward in a lot of ways. Um, I think what I do wonder about is without the note there, because they, they sort of segmented the pricing pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to have the, you know, Galaxy S21 S Fan Edition, which, you know, I still think is probably the best course for Samsung, really. Um, and then you're going to have these super premium foldable things. And the foldable devices, you're paying a premium for those folding yeah. things, the folding UI, but you're not getting the best camera out there either. So either way, you're, you're making you're making all these trade-offs in your head, and you know it, it makes it it's very tricky um, to figure out which one to buy at this point. You know, Larry, what do we? Do do we really think that this event next week is the end for the Note? I mean, why do you suppose, you know, Samsung has waited this long to consolidate the product lines when the Galaxy S and the Note have been nearly identical phone for about, you know, two or three release cycles now? I mean, and I mean, do, is this is this because, you know, the 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 skew problem has been so ridiculous at Samsung for so long with like, you know, 20 skews? Plus skews for all for between all their different you know cell phone their all their different mobile device variants that they they were kind of forced into this because of the pandemic and 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 reduced you know su supply chain. I mean, I mean, what kind of why do you think they're doing this finally? Do you think? Well, well, let's just let's just tackle the first part, which is the right. um, skew issue, right? Samsung probably has more skews now than they've ever had. Yeah. They do. I mean, you got, you know, so they got rid of the note, right? But I mean, honestly, gun to my head, do I buy that A, what is it, the A70 or whatever the latest, you yeah, know, yeah. Samsung A, A70, you know, 5G? 5G. Like, do yeah. I, do I buy that for 600 bucks or do I go way premium? Right? It's very, very tough. So the SKU problem never went away for Samsung. And, you know, the note, you know, losing the note is, is basically like, you know, trying to pee on a forest fire in terms of right. the um, fixing the problem, right? It does nothing, right? So, so I think that's one thing. Um, I do think there'll be some kind of S pen embedded into a fold at some point. Yeah. Um, or that, or that what's, what's the device, the, uh, the flip? That's, yeah. that's yeah. sort of like a razor. That, that has to be a very small thing. S pen. <laughs> right. But that that would be the most interesting one to me, right? Because it gets me it gets me the note functionality without the pocket space. 
Mm. Where if I'm looking at a fold, you're still folding two basically galaxies together and yep. it's going to weigh a ton and the devices are too big as it is. But that means you need, it needs, you need, it needs, it needs a purse, you need a MERS, Larry, like I do. Yeah, I can't do the MERS. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's challenging. And I don't quite know where, I don't know where Samsung nets out to it. Um, and I would, I would love to see the usage of the S Pen as an accessory to their devices. Like, who bought the S Pen is, and is actually using it with the Galaxy you know, S21 Ultra. Yeah, I, I doubt it's very high. It, it, it can't be. Those users are already using Notes. Or they, if they're the subset of users that had Notes were very old devices that d couldn't wait for the next Note to come out. So they, they jumped on board with that. But to your point earlier, there's nowhere to store the S Pen. So you lose a lot of that built-in functionality that that brought. And I, I do think having an S Pen with the Z Flip 3 or whatever they're going to call it, maybe they could hide it in the hinge. You know, they've done some interesting things with the hinges on their foldable phones. And if I'm able to pop out an S Pen from the hinge as it flips up vertically and then write down some notes, I'm interested in that too. I'd give it a hard look. Uh, absolutely. And I think, Perlo, to, to your question earlier, I, I think this has kind of been coming for Samsung for years. Like this isn't something just right. in the last year or so they decided. The Note 7 debacle with the battery issue. Oh man, issue, that thing. Kind of kicked all of this off. And I'm, I'm going to tell a story I, I have not publicly told. And that is, I had a Note 7 here. Uh, I was one of the few to receive it early. And when Samsung recalled it, I got an email from Samsung PR. And it was, uh, please put the note somewhere that, you know, if it does catch on fire, uh, stop using it and then put it up somewhere where it, if it does catch on fire, it's not going to harm anything. We'll follow up in a few weeks. Well, then after the recall and the whole Southwest Airlines phone caught on fire before the flight took off, they can no longer ship those phones. So they sent a PR representative around the country. They flew him into various cities. He hmm. would rent a car for the day. He would drive and meet you in person and pick up the phone and then at that time, they had already set up the kiosks in the airports where you could go to the Samsung kiosk, say, hey, I have a Note 7. I want to trade it for another phone. And they'd trade it and transfer your data on the spot wow. since you weren't allowed to fly with the Note 7. And so he would go to those airports, drop off the phones, go through the process and test it. Well, he actually, I live, you know, two hours away from DIA, which is the nearest major airport that he flew into. And so he actually got in a car, drove down, met me in a Starbucks. And we had a long conversation about what happened. They still didn't know what was going on with the batteries. But the point of the story is, I asked him, what's the future of the Note line? And, and that day he told me it will eventually go away. He didn't think, the current thinking at the time was that the Note line wouldn't survive the, to see a Note 8, Note 10, whatever. But, it, you know, it lasted a few years longer than what was currently being discussed. But this has been something since the Note 7 they've been considering doing. And so it's a long, long, long time coming, I think. And so really, it didn't catch me by surprise, especially when we saw the foldables. I think the Z Fold and the Z Flip will step into that role of fixing some of the issues with the S21. But also, Samsung always used the Note to experiment with new features that would make their way to the S series down the road. And so I think we'll start seeing some of that happen again, where the Note is kind of their experiment and push the limits, or, you know, the Z Flip is where they ex experiment and push the limits, and the S20 whatever catches up to that. Yeah, I had I had the, the Note 7 too. And I just left it on the front porch 
it didn't blow up. Um, and, and yeah, but somebody did drive an hour and a half to pick it up or whatever. And I think what struck was, I did the opposite though, where they were sort of like, all right, so don't touch it. It might blow up. You know, I started charging it. I started doing everything I could to try to get that thing on fire. Cause I felt, I felt like I was left out of being the cool kid because every other reviewer seemed to be able to blow them up. And I'm like, I guess I got the one good one. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was a little, I was a little disappointed by the lack of pyrotechnics, um, but that was a sweet device. I mean, it was honestly, my favorite note. Was, yeah, it was my favorite note ever. It, yeah, it it was awesome. Um, but you know, fortunately, it blew up. <laughs> it was why, for me, why, it was why, perfect... isn't that, why isn't that all the toys that we have that that we have to give back are the ones that we love the most? Like that was me and my Volkswagen Diesel man. They 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 made me give that thing back. Uh, and a recall, you know, but, you know, that was my favorite car I ever owned. And I was basically forced to give it back. And it seems to be a trend with, with like with toys that, you know, when you have to give it back, you know, you're forced into it. It, it, it just feels just, just more sour, you know, in that way. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe that's why we like them more. Yeah. yeah. Like the fondness grows over time because it's like ripped out in your dirty, grubby hand. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, it was, yeah, it, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating phone design and that, you know, I, I do see it coming back, though. They may call it something else, but that concept of the embedded stylus, I think, makes sense, you know, in a lot of form factors. The other thing I think really killed the note was the Galaxy Tab. Because mm. when, when I was looking at the, like, I'm a Note fan, right? And I'm, it was, what, 1300 bucks or whatever it was? Yeah. And you're looking at that, and then I'm looking at this, wow, I could get this Tab Lite, which also has a place to put the stylus and yeah it's a little chunkier but it's the same functionality it's about the right size you can lug it around pretty easy i mean that's the thing that's the thing with the old phablet category right at some point you start looking at tablets yeah i mean they're pushing the same size right uh, they're getting big enough they're very close yeah so i'm the tablet yeah. killed the note more than anything for me or is it the tablet or the watering down of the S Pen as a whole? Because it's not just mm. tablets that have the S Pen. They have it on Chromebooks. They have it on Windows, uh, laptops. The S Pen used to be just a Note feature, and they've kind of spread it out now across the entire lineup. So is it the tablet specifically or the fact that the S Pen can be used on pretty much anything now? For me, it was the tablet and the price point. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of which, speaking of which, so so is this consolidation, right, really making way for their foldable phone business, which is, you know, more, very much more in the super luxury goods area. Uh, you know, these foldables are even more expensive than the base prices of Apple's highest end iPhone models. Now, in, a, in, in an ideal world where we don't have COVID, uh, you know, are we going to see, you know, manufacturing scalability any time soon to bring the prices of these things down to like, you know, the levels of what the, the note was, you know, with these supply chain shortages? I mean, I just don't see this happening for a while. I mean, the, 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 the display component that that falls is incredibly expensive. I mean, and, and very hard to scale manufacturing for. So, I mean, I mean, that's a bit of a problem, I think, for, for Samsung going forward, is that it, you can't just like for like replace it, you know, in terms of. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very hard to bring those prices down with something that looks compelling. Um, 
the one thing Samsung does have is it also owns its own supply chain. Yep. Right? So since it makes its own screens, it can cut itself a break. Now, you can't do anything about the Qualcomm chipset, but you can do, you know, you can make a lot of headway there on memory. Like Samsung makes a lot of the stuff that goes into those About things. 80 or 90% of, of the components, and they are the largest, you know, second largest consumer electronics manufacturer in the world outside of Apple and the largest in component manufacturing, right? So, right. so they, yeah. can bring, they can bring prices down. I mean, for me to look at the flip or fold, it's got to be 1,200 or under. And even yeah. as a tough sell, let's get real, because I'm kind of that mind where I'd rather buy a $600 phone that's yeah. 5G once a year than necessarily get a premium one I got to stretch out. Um, so and they don't and they don't do do they have an upgrade program like Apple does where I can just 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 have a, so I can have a loan and pay that 60 bucks a month and then just keep going forever if I yeah, want to. Yeah, you basically lease your phone, rent your phone. Right at that point. So it's, Samsung has said, and they, they kind of signaled all of this was coming last, I think it was November, there was a post on their, their blog where they like to have, you know, the head of mobile or whoever, uh, write about the future of mobile and their product line. And they signaled last November, the end of the note line was kind of coming, maybe not. And But they also talked about making foldables more affordable. And that was their main goal. Mm. And the only way they would do this to the note line is if they felt they could make foldables more affordable to the everyday person. What their qualification is and what their definition is of affordable for a foldable phone, I have no idea. And I guess that's something we'll find out on August 11th. But I, I'm with you, Larry, 1200 bucks, maybe $1,300 for the Z Fold. You know, that I'm getting the bigger screen and and uh, basically, like you said, two phones in one there. I, it has to be around there. It can't be the $2,000 price point that it's been the last couple of years for me to even consider buying one. It's ridiculous. I have yet to use a Z Fold because they are so expensive and Samsung is so stingy with their review models. They just don't send them out uh, except for the very limited uh, reviewers. So at that price point, I haven't even touched one. Well, I think the other the other wild card with the pricing is going to be the carriers, mm. right? Because mem remember how we got away from those two-year contracts? Well, yep. guess what? Like, as these carriers are all trying to kill each other, get switchers, um, they're including deals like, hey, here's a free phone for two years if you switch. So the, con the two-year contract coming back with a different name. And in that... In that setup where the three carriers are trying to kill each other in the U.S., then that kind of changes the pricing equation too, right? So, you know, it's a sneaky way to pay, but, you know, there's, there's something to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the fold – I think the other thing about the fold or the, um, the flip is going to be really the camera, right? The camera is the only differentiating thing in the phone these days, right? The end of the day. And, you know, you had to sacrifice some, some of the camera stuff with the foldable devices. And if you don't have to make those sacrifices anymore, then the price tag is a little more compelling. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to your point about the uh, price plans and carriers, most of those require you to sign up for the maximum unlimited plan, their highest tier plan. So you're, you're still paying 
quite a bit for it. it. At least iPhone deals that I see on a regular basis, they all require the most expensive quote unquote unlimited plan. So yeah, you're still paying quite a, quite a hefty amount for that device. Um, oh, oh yeah. Rest assured they have the lifetime value of a customer front and center <laughs> when they make those deals. So they're still making out. Absolutely. I, I used to sell phones for Verizon many years ago. And the first day of training, uh, and this is when two-year contracts had just debuted, and you would get like a free Razor or the iPhone wasn't even out yet. So you'd get a free phone. It was 13 months for them to break even. That's why two-year contracts came about. Was, they wanted to make money on those last 11 months. And it was all profit after that. So I can imagine it's you know pretty close to that uh, now with, with the way they have payments set up and the pricing of uh, price plans. Exactly. Perlo, what else do we have? What else do you have going on in your head? What are you curious about with the note and well, the fond memories? I, I, so I, I've never really been a Samsung guy. You know, I had a, an S8 for a while. Um, my, my problem has always been, you know, waiting for them to upgrade the Androids and, and do patches and stuff. I, I'm kind of hoping that they take the opportunity with this sort of being able to consolidate the product line, you know, and maybe introducing these these hopefully less expensive uh you know foldable phones that they can they can get their their update and upgrade uh software update cycle more synchronized with what you know the rest with with at least what apple is, is does you know on, on on a yearly basis uh you know get the updates out they have not been good with that i mean as you we talked about on our uh, on our android show uh on our beta show you know samsung is never part of the regular beta cycle for for android you know, they, they decide to do things at their own pace, frequently six months plus, you know, uh, later after a, a major Android version drops. And that's always been something that's kept me from using Samsung phones, is that the fact that they're never up to date. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with bending to carriers' will, right? Implementing yep. features that carriers want, but also their one UI. And they have gotten a little bit better about the timing of it in the last couple of years, rolling out their own one UI beta. And I saw this morning when I woke up, I guess overnight, one of the forum members on Samsung, whatever, uh, accidentally announced that the one UI 4.0 beta was launching early for the S21. Uh, but they took that down. So I think they jumped the gun a little bit there. But if they do launch it already, that's a lot earlier than they have the past couple of years. And Larry, I know you jump on board that one UI beta every year uh, along with me. And so I, I agree with you. They're getting better at it, but it's not where it should be. Absolutely. I've used plenty of Samsung devices over the years. I have every note from the 7 on. I don't have the Note 7 like I was talking about a few minutes ago, but the newer Notes, I have them all. S21 Ultra is sitting on my desk right now. I think they're great phones. I'm kind of bummed the Note is going away temporarily, maybe permanently. I think it uh, definitely pushed the industry as a whole to move forward. I mean, you have Apple with a 6.7-inch iPhone 12 Pro Max. Yep. We would have never had something like that. And no. although they were very late to increasing the screens, the display size. And, you know, the iPhone 5 was kind of a stopgap before the 6 launched with two different display sizes. Uh, without the Note, I'd, who knows what smartphones would look like right now. I think tablets would be the big deal, and then we'd have a bunch of iPhone minis. But we know now yeah. the iPhone 12 and, mini didn't sell at all this year. And so, remember that Jobs hated the stylus, right? right. So, I mean, he, 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 he heavily derided the use of styli. And I don't even know if we would have gotten an Apple Pencil on an iPad and an iPad Pro 
um, if, had it not been for something like the note either, you know, to really push, you know, the general acceptance of, of styluses forward uh, yeah. on devices. So, you know, it, it was I think I think it was an important device to come out. It certainly pushes the industry. It certainly pushes the display industry. You know, I mean, you know, and this is a, this is a company that is, you know, out of their two hundred billion dollars in annual revenue, approximately twenty six billion dollars in twenty twenty was displays, right? So this is this is a company that even to, to Apple is important for displays because Apple buys displays from Samsung, right? So you know, it's it's all kind of an incestuous industry when it comes to this stuff. Um, as a supplier, we need we need Samsung to continue to innovate in displays on devices. Even if we want to see those improvements on things like iPhones, you know, yeah. so it's it's so it's so yeah. I I feel bad that this phone is going away, but it, but look, we're going to see the foldables and and maybe the foldables is the new frontier for and maybe we'll see Samsung dis, uh, foldable displays on iPhones sometimes in, sometime in the next two years. Who knows, right? Yeah, Larry, do you have any closing thoughts? No, just rest in peace. No, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, thanks again for joining us today. It's definitely the end of an era for the Note line, if this is truly the end. Hopefully we do see it back in some capacity, maybe a Note FE edition, you know, a little bit cheaper edition or something like that. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Samsung tackles foldables and their affordability. Again, the event is August 11th, so we'll know quite a bit more after Samsung Unpacked. Presumably phones will launch a few weeks after that if Samsung sticks to their normal cadence. I'm Jason Cipriani. And I'm Jason Perlo. And I'm Larry Dickman, just tagging along. And this is Jason Squared. Thanks for listening. We truly appreciate it. Make sure to check out more of our work at ZDNet.com.